0: Jesus Christ is coming At any moment we may find ourselves in eternity In the next to the last book of the Bible We are given principles that will help us live in the last days Join Scott Pauley now as we study the book of Jude together Satan is a master at identity theft. From the very beginning of time, he has been trying to get man to forget who he is and who God is. Remember, all the way back in the Garden of Eden, that serpent was trying to confuse Eve on the goodness of God and who she was and what she should do. Well, I want you to know he's doing the very same thing now at the end of time. We've come in our study to the little book of Jude, just on the edge of eternity, just on the verge of the revelation of Jesus Christ. Isn't it interesting that Satan's tactics really never change? It's the same underlying thing. All around us in our culture today, there is a a confusion as to identity. Uh, People have their gender confused. Uh, They have their doctrine confused. They have lots of things confused. And even God's people, even the Lord's people, if not careful, can forget who they are in Jesus Christ. I want to remind you that in dark days, we must constantly rehearse in our minds who God is and who we are. Uh, Friends, Christ is our life. I'm in the Lord Jesus, and praise God, the Lord Jesus Christ is in me. That's why in this book of Jude, Jude under inspiration of the Holy Spirit begins this way. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James to them that are sanctified by God the Father, and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Essentially, Jude says, I want you to know, I'm about to talk about some heavy things, and we're going to deal with the darkness all around you, but I want you to remember the light that is in you. Jude says, I want to identify who I am plainly, and I want to remind you of who you are in the Lord Jesus Christ. On the edge of eternity, we must remember who we are. Who are we? Well, first of all, we're individuals. The very first word... Of the little book of Jude is not a group name it's not a collective or corporate identity it's an individual his name is Jude he is the man used of God under inspiration of the Holy Spirit to pen these words you know uh, preachers we speak to crowds we oftentimes preach and teach to to large numbers of people but I would remind you that God always deals with individuals people are convicted individually people come to Christ individually the Lord grows you individually. He is a personal God. Aren't you glad He knows your name today? Aren't you glad He knows your background? He has a plan for your life, as surely as He did for Jude. Who is this man, Jude? I think it's important for us to understand this because there's a beautiful truth wrapped up in the very fact that God uses this man to pen this particular letter. The name Jude is the same in Jesus' day as the name Judas or Judah. It is the same name, and it was a very common name. Now, this is not the Judas Iscariot who betrayed the Lord Jesus. In fact, if you read on, you find that this Jude was the brother of James. Well, we know that this particular James was the half-brother of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I say half-brother because he was born to Joseph and Mary after the virgin birth. So, he has the same mother. He has a different father because our Lord Jesus had no earthly father. And so... This James and this Jude were literally in the biological family of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you go back to Mark chapter number 6 and verse number 3, they referred to Jesus this way. They said, "...is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, and of Judah and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us?" So the Lord Jesus had brothers and sisters that he grew up around, and one of them, one of the brothers, was named Judah or Jude. This is the man. Now, the amazing thing about that is that in John chapter 7 and verse number 5, the Bible says his own brethren did not believe on him, which means there was a moment in this man's life that he did not even believe Jesus was Messiah. There was a moment in this man's life that he did not even have personal faith in the Savior. But when you come to the end of the New Testament, not only has he come to personal faith in the Lord Jesus. Now he's writing to exhort others uh, to continue in the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't it glorious that God works in a man's heart to bring him to the truth? Perhaps you're listening to this today and you do not know for certain that your sins are forgiven and that heaven is your home and that Jesus Christ is your Savior. I want to tell you, living on the edge of eternity, the first thing you need to do is you need to make sure that you personally have called on God and ask Him to forgive your sin and come into your life. You need to place your faith in Christ and Christ alone today for your soul's salvation. Your name needs to be written down in God's book in heaven, in the Lamb's book of life. And if that's never happened, I want to challenge you to pause right now, no matter where you are, and just simply say, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. I believe on you and I trust you now to be my personal Savior. And as surely as the Lord changed Jude's heart, as surely as he's changed my heart, he'll change your heart. As a matter of fact, Jude goes on to say, I am now the servant of Jesus Christ. Now just ponder that a moment. Here is this man who grew up in the same home as Jesus Christ, but he now makes no attempt uh, to make his connection as a human connection, but rather in a spiritual one. What a beautiful thought. There's a, there's a picture of great humility here. He's a half-brother of the Lord, but he makes no mention of it. Instead, he simply says, I'm the servant of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, Jesus' own mother did that. Luke chapter 1, verse number 38, she refers to herself as the handmaid of the Lord, the servant of the Lord. You see, I heard someone say years ago that God has no grandchildren. Just because your physical family has some connection to Christ or or to spiritual things does not mean that you are personally uh, related to the Lord Jesus Christ. No, you must come to God the same way everyone else does, by personal faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that requires humility. And so, use a little imagination. Here is the boy who grew up with the Lord Jesus, and now he professes himself gladly to be the servant of Jesus Christ. Uh, let me just say for the record, that doesn't happen among siblings, does it? Because this man is more than an earthly sibling, he has come to realize that Jesus Christ is who he said he is. He is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. Many years ago, someone famously said that Jesus Christ is either a liar, a lunatic, or the Lord. That's exactly right. A man said to me recently, I don't believe Jesus is the Savior and the Son of God, but I believe he was a good man and a good teacher. And I said to this man, that's impossible. And he looked at me a little shocked because he knew I was a preacher. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, he, he publicly confessed that he was the Son of God and he came to save the world. So if he was not that, he was not a good man and he was not a good teacher, he would have been a liar, a farce, a fraud. You see, you can't have it both ways. It's one way or another. And I think one of the greatest evidences that Jesus Christ is who he said he is is that his own family members that grew up under his roof came to personal faith in Him as the Son of God and the Savior of the world. Remember, nobody knows you like the people who grew up with you. Nobody knows you like the people that live under your own roof. And those who knew Jesus Christ best, who were closest to Him, though it took a little little journey for them to come to understand who He was, they ended by saying, We are the servants of Jesus Christ. I hope today that you know the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior. I hope you can say gladly, that He is your master, and that you are His servant. Because on the edge of eternity, friend, the only thing that matters is your own personal relationship to Jesus Christ. On the edge of eternity, what matters most is knowing Christ and living for Him. For more information and additional Bible studies, visit us online at scottpauley.org. Thank you for enjoying the journey with us as we travel through the Word of God.